Okay, so now we've been uh, learning a lot of things about how to develop the Ahavas Yisrael, to love people, huge and important subject. And one of the things we've been discussing lately, and especially in last Shabbat, we spoke very much about learning from other people's milas. So Rabbi Yoyna said that we have to appreciate and love people because of their qualities that they have. If you see someone's Yilat Shamayim, if you see someone's Yish Emet, you have to appreciate their qualities, you have to love them because of their qualities. And the way we explained it on the lowest level, we'll get to higher levels later, on the lowest levels we brought from the Meshechachmot, the verb, that he says that we need to learn from each other. We have to grow from each other. So people around us have milas, and we have to incorporate other people's milas into our lives. And through that, we explain how that develops love. Because if your life is connected to my life, then that brings us to a certain oneness, where you're incorporated in myself, and Mamela, I come to love you. That's how we explained on the lowest level. But I want to uh, use the today's vad to practically teach you how to do this concept of learning from other people's minds. I think it's a very, very important enderich uh, avoid to try to understand this. Okay? Now, we know that a lot of times people are inspired by others and they, they try to learn from other people, but the way they do it is in the oifin of what we call to copycat, okay? That means what you're doing, I will copy what you're doing because it's a great thing that you're doing, so I want to copy what you're doing. And that is, in my opinion, incorrect thing. We don't copycat, and I'm going to explain alumnus to it in a minute. There is a Gemara that says that there was two great rabbis in the Gemara that were talking about their parents. One rabbi spoke about his father's precious. That means if he ate meat one day, he would wait 24 hours before he ate dairy. Not like us, we do six hours. You wait 24 hours. And the rabbi said... I am like vinegar in comparison to my father who was like wine and I only wait six hours. That's why we wait six hours. I'm not as great as my father. My father used to wait 24 hours between meat and milk to make sure that it's totally out of the system, so to speak. That was his great level of precious and his great level of Yerushalayim. And his great level of Zahirus Batayra to be careful with the boss of the hall. For me, I only wait six hours. And how did he refer to himself? He referred to himself with a marshal. My father's like wine, and I'm like vinegar. Vinegar means when you have a wine that goes spoiled, it becomes vinegar. Meaning I was Mechalel, the mile of my father. I should have taken my father's Bible. I'm his son, and I should learn from my father, and I should, you know, learn, uh, grow from my father. 
But at the end of the day, I blew it. I messed up. I was mechalal the mile of my father, and I became like vinegar. Okay? That's one statement in the Gemara. The other statement in the Gemara is, a rabbi in the Gemara, Shmuel happens to be, said about his father was such a great man, and such a balmusa, and such a oivad Hashem, that he used to do cheshben hanefesh twice a day. Twice a day. I mean, it's twice a day he sat down, let's say, uh, in the morning, let's say, or at night, and then one at night, or one in the afternoon, or one at night, whatever it was. He sat down, and he made cheshben hanefesh of where he's holding in life. But me, I'm like vinegar. In comparison to my father, was like wine. That means I destroyed the mile of my father, and I only do cheshben hanefesh once a day. Got it? This is a Gemara. So Rabbi Rucham asked a question. Instead of beating yourself up and telling yourself, I'm such a bum. I ruined my father's mila. My father waited 24 hours, I waited six. My father did cheshman anafesh twice a day, I do it once. So just do it. No, wait 24 hours. Or do cheshman anafesh twice a day. So Rehuchim answers very bekitza, which we have to expound on this, this site. Rehuchim says, there's no inyan to be a copycat. If the son of the rabbi who waited 24 hours, if his son would copy him, that would be copycat. If the son of the one who did cheshman efesh twice a day would do twice a day, that would be copycat. It's not real. So let's try to understand that a little bit. That means the practices of the precious and the Yerushalayim were coming from a place that was very real, internal. That's number one. It's, very, it's real and it manifests itself in such and such a doing. But if you're not holding in that place and you're just copying someone who's doing something, you're copying them, there's no inyan to just do outward behaviors as a copycat. You have to actually be holding there. So they were saying that the Mechalo de Milo because they're not holding at that place. Of course they can copy him. Of course they can do Cheshman Nefesh twice a day. But it's not coming from a place of reality. Okay? That's one point. I'm going to give you some Amkis in Avodah Hashem. You ready, Grazi? Amkis in Avodah Hashem. So first thing is, we don't copy people that we're not at their level. Many times people try to copy Hanhogas of Gedele Yisrael. They'll read articles about great people, and then they're going to try to behave like that. You understand? If you're not that, you can't behave like that. It's impossible. You know, I always tell you the story, I think I told you the story a couple of times, about there was a rabbi, not a guy, Chosid, Chosid. You read somewhere that if you don't speak, you make like a tiny zdibuaza. For X amount of time, 40 days or something, then you will be zoiche tegilu elio. Yeah? So the guy didn't speak for 40 days, and then no elio Hanavi came to see him. So he went to his rebbe, and he says, I did the segula. Right? Remember that story? So his rebbe went and took him outside. He said, come with me. 
And he went and he showed him the horses. He says, did the horses speak for 40 days? No. Did they see Elio Anavi? No. So if you're a horse and you don't speak, you're not going to see Elio Anavi. You understand? Which means levels of Kedusha and precious has to come from a place that's real, not just the outward on Hawking. Okay? That's step number one. Okay? You get that clear. So again, David, we're trying to masbe this big avoid that's incumbent upon every Jew. If you want to reach Shlemus, you have to come on to other people. This is a cloud godl bachai. You cannot reach your potential in life if you don't come on to others. You know where you see this in the Gemara? The Gemara says, I learned a lot from my rabbis. I learned a tremendous amount from my friends. I learned the most from my, my students. Whatever that means exactly, how you could say you learn more from your students than you learn from your rabbis. You understand? I promise you, I, I have Talmudim for 20 years, and I never heard a Chiddush that was greater than what I heard from Ramea Hirschkowitz ever. Okay? So you need to know what this means exactly. But that's not the point of today's shmuz. The point is that it says open in this chazal that a person cannot reach his protect, perfection without a rebbe or multiple rebbe's on different areas, chaverim, and students. They're all external. They're all on the outside. We have a Gemara that Ben Azai says, chaval, Al Ben Azai, that he didn't learn from Bishmol. Rashi says Chaval doesn't mean Chaval on Ben Azai, it means Chaval on the world. The whole world washed out because I didn't learn from Bishmol. So there's two questions. Question number one is that there's a different Gemara that says that Ben Azai was bigger, way bigger than Bishmol. So what does it mean? What, 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 what does he have to learn from him? He's bigger than him. And why is the Chaval on the belt? Develop the world has Rabbi Shmuel, and they have Ben Azai. So we're not missing nothing. We have Ben Azai, we have Rabbi Shmuel. So why is it woe to the world? Bishlev, if you want to say, Ben Azai could have learned something from Rabbi Shmuel, fine. And he lost out. He didn't learn that thing that he could have learned from Rabbi Shmuel. But us, we didn't lose out, right? We have Rabbi Shmuel, we have Ben Azai. We got them both. So the answer is, that of course Ben Azai had koichis that were bigger than Rabbi Shmuel. But if Rabbi Shmuel would have given him a certain derech halimut that Rabbi Shmuel had, and Ben Azai would have got the derech halimut, with his koichis he could have been mechadish chadushim even greater than Rabbi Shmuel himself could have been mechadish based on that derech halimut, right? So what comes out is that Ben Azai today is a smaller Ben Azai because he didn't learn out from Bishmol. And Rabbi Shmuel with all his godness couldn't be mechadish, what Ben Azai can mechadish, even though it's Rabbi Shmuel's Derech Halimud. So the whole world lost out because he didn't learn from it. But let's stop for a second and understand that. Ben Azai was, is the icon for Amelis V'yagir Batayra. Ben Azai didn't get married. Ben Azai was 24-7 Torah. 
If he wasn't 24-7 Torah, he would have to get married. So he was able not to get married because he's 24-7 Torah. That means Ben Azai used 100% of his internal kaychas. But he still did not reach his shlemus because he didn't get something from someone outside of him who was smaller than him. So you see clear that a person's self-development can't be independent to society. You see that clear? Mar bebe yeshiva, mar Doesn't say mar bebelimud mar bechoch. Mar bebe yeshiva, to be in yeshiva. Got it? You have to be around people that are studying. You have to be part of a chabur. So of course, growth comes from external help. Right? Ezu chacham, who is a true wise man? Aloymed mikol adam. Right? So one of the big parts of growth is not just learning sugya uh, from somebody or dvar from somebody. It's also learning from his mitles. Okay? But we're saying you got to know how to do that. Because if I see somebody doing something and I'm just going to copycat him, then I didn't learn anything because it wasn't real. Okay? That's point number one. Point number two, you ready? Being that I am different than you, the way your myla manifests itself in your life is going to be different than the way it manifests itself in my life. Because I'm different than you. If I copycat you, then I'm just a redundant human being acting the way you're acting. I need your personality, Hashem says. I need your heart. I need your personality. I need your avoider. I have his already. You don't have to copy him. You understand? So I'm going to give you a marshal. A little bit of a marshal, okay? This looks a fresh thing. Uh, I was once asked to speak somewhere at a, like, uh, arayat for somebody. And that person was a very special person. It was a woman who happens to be. And she had a thing. She was very into thank you, Hashem. And she had like a, uh, like a notebook, you know, where she would write down every day things to thank Hashem for. Correct? Thank you, Hashem, for my eyes and my nose and my children and my husband and whatever it is, right? So people were talking about that, and it was like kind of understood that let's start this new program in life called the Thank You Hashem program of getting a notebook that says Thank You Hashem. Actually, somebody I know, his father was very into that. He wrote a journal of Thank You Hashem, and the child went and printed notebooks with the top says Thank You Hashem, and you're supposed to fill it in, right? It's a beautiful thing, don't get me wrong. However, when I got to speak, I said, listen, the point is not to sit down now and to make a notebook of thank you, Hashem. It's not the point. To do what she did, right? That's, again, I'm copycatting someone else's. Hashem wants you to be creative. And he wants you to figure out how to thank Hashem in your way that's real from you. So the inspiration... That a person is thankful to Hashem for everything, that inspiration I have to take from that person. But how I'm going to practically apply it, 
that's going to look different. You know, for one person to write down on a paper, thank you Hashem for this, thank you Hashem for that, it works for them. For other people, they don't, they're not inspired by that. You know what I'm saying? That's boring. They just write, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's no hakalat that all there, all right? So maybe for one person, it's different. He says, you know what, I'm inspired. This person thanks Hashem. as Hashem, you know what I'm going to do? I like to study science. That's the way I am. That's the way I was built. That's something that talks to me, right? So I'm going to go take two, three books. I talk about the science of the eyes. And the tremendous amount of miracles in the eyes. And the benefits of the eyes. And how it brings a person to... Uh, uh, unbelievable happiness in life, right? And then, after I study those two, three books on the eye, I'm going to appreciate the eyes Hashem gave me. So my paper doesn't have 50 things. It only talks about the eye. I like to go into the depth. I like to go into the, 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 the sugya. Not to be so superficial, say, thank you Hashem for my eyes. Very nice. I want to really understand what the mile of the eyes is. Okay? That's your style. Someone else will be a Musa. He likes to be a Musa. He says, I want to see what the gift of eyes is. Right? And not just the gift of eyes, because you also have eyes. I want to see how the gift of eyes helps my personal, the Akavarari quality of life. Now it's very personal to me. So now I'm starting to feel like personal to me. Not general science of the eyes, but now I see how it makes a difference if my life, if the eyes was like this or was like this. And then being that I'm a Balmusa, I say, what does appreciation mean? Appreciation means if you give me a gift and I use the gift for the thing that you gave it for me for, that's appreciation. That's how HaKarsatoyv rings true by me. So then I start to look at my life and I say, ah, the eyes, I'm looking at this guy's house and that guy's car and this guy's deficiency. Oh boy, my eyes are really crooked. After Hashem gave me such a good gift of eyes and, and I get so much benefit from it and so much I know from it and then I use it in a crooked way. Ay, 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 that's not how cars are type. You follow? So three people had a karasatayv in three different ways. Each one according to the Tchunas HaNefesh. Each one according to their way of life. That's called learning from people. I learned from people that a regular person who lives in society with me, who's so busy with life, and you don't see Hashem in your daily life, who took the effort to pay attention. Inspiration. Now what do I do with that inspiration? I have to make that, incorporate that, but in my personality. So I learned from you. But I became maybe even a bigger goggle than you. So let's say we have this case. Just go back to this case for a second. Get the amkis. So I have a woman. So woman. What's the woman's Havana? Kleistish. Whatever the Havana is, right? Now a big Tamir Hakam comes along and hears about the woman's Hakar Satoyf and now he takes that Hakar Satoyf Mahalach, takes the Mahalach 
and he goes and he applies it in a way that his seichel hagodul, tremendous seichel that he has, boom, he becomes a makir a much higher level than her. That's the benazai. The benazai could take Rabbi Shmuel's mahalach and become a giant with it. So you could take her mahalach and become bigger than her. But if you were just copycatting, then at best, you're like a copy-paste, you know? Same thing. No godless. Every person has their own godless. Every person has their own mind. Everybody has their own personality. That's called learning from people. You understand that? Now I'm going to tell you a second chidush, because you need to know this chidush. This chidush, I'm going to tell you, is going to blow your mind away. You got it? You ready? You sure? So we think learning from people's mindless is, I see someone who does something higher, very high, right? Wow. The guy's learning 12 hours a day. He's finishing shas. He's maketayf Hashem. Wow, right? But the truth is, you have to learn mindless from people that are much, much lower than you. Much lower. But here's, I'm going to say I amkis, because this, this is why, you know, they forced me to wear a tie around here, because I have to tell you something new. If it's not new, you don't need me, right? <laughs> okay? So you think what I mean is, if you punk see a guy, let's say I'm a 45-year-old uh, young German, and I see a bocher who's 20 years old, who happens to be doing something great that I don't do, so I can learn from him. Because again, it's greatness. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that I could have a bocher who is grappling with low things. Nothing special. Okay? He made a Kabbalah to take away, he's listening to non-Jewish music, yes? And that's very bad. Poison, the poison. And then he makes a Kabbalah not to listen to Kol Isha. He's still listening to Kol Ish. Kol Ish that says Nivel Peh, you know. Deus Kaisers. But he took out the woman. So what should I be so happy about that guy? Should I have something to learn from him? I don't want to listen to Gaisha music. You understand? I don't listen to Jewish music. For sure I'm not listening to Gaisha music, Yeah. So what am I going to learn from this guy? I say, Halavai, you should learn from me. I don't learn nothing from him. Right? Let's say you have a man, he's a businessman. He gets up in the morning, he learns, he goes to work. All days in the city. He's with Perutzas. He's with secular people. He's with the, with, with Goyim. He's in the cesspool the whole day, you know? And then I sit in yeshiva all day. I learn, I daven, I put talmidim. Wow. So I'm for sure better than him, you know? What's for me to learn from him? And I'm going to tell you such amkis that you never saw before. Listen, that person could be truly way better than you. Way better than you. You know why? I'm telling you amkis. His avoida of what we'll call, just for the clarity of the subject here, is we'll call his avoy the surmira. He is attracted to the ra, okay? The ra is talking to him. 
Correct? The Goyish music is talking to him. The phone is talking to him. The environment in the city is talking to him. The priestess and Arias is talking to him. So he has Avoida and Surmara, right? For him to do any Avoida and Surmara requires a tremendous amount of Yerushimayim and a tremendous amount of Mesiris Nefesh, yes? Otherwise, he'll fall like a who knows what. He's got so much tumor and taiva around him, the guy doesn't stand a chance. So he has to fight something, and he has to be moist and nefesh, and he has to go deep within himself to find some Yerushalayim, because everybody around him is doing various like this, kalachayat. All his friends that are working, the bochum, his friends that are working, they talk to girls. It's not a big deal. It's not a isur in his world of the guys he's living around, you know? And he doesn't want to do that. So he has to find a big place of Yerushalayim with himself not to do that, right? Now, what's the lumbness, you see? Not what he's doing in the behavior. Because again, I told you, learning from people is lumbness. It's not behaviors. So what's the lumbness? The lumbness is, let's, we'll, we'll just speak it out in this way, Mesiris Nefesh for Avoida. Okay? Or Mesiris Nefesh for Kedusha, right? Now I look into my life. Where does Kedusha come up in my life? Where does Avoida come in my life? I'm not in the Sur Mara world, right? I'm not in the Ra world. So where's my Avoida coming up? In davening, in learning, right? Do I give from myself like that guy gives from himself? Or do I go to davening? I just cruise through davening. Do I have to, do I moisten nefesh not to pay attention to my Yitzhahara who makes me space out in the middle of davening? Huh? Do I moisten nefesh to fight the nefesh of Bahami who makes me feel entitled to everything and about Gaiva and if I don't have to come on to the Rabbi Shalom when I pray? No, I don't do it. Nothing like that. But he, he's fighting the Yed Zahara. I ain't fighting no Yed Zahara. But I feel good about myself because I came, I put the filler on my hands, I daven, I walked out, I said, well, I'm such a tzaddik, you know, I prayed. But I'm chayiv equally chayiv as him to put the same mysterious nefesh into Avoida that he asked him. Equally chayiv. And in his Avoida, he's way ahead of me. Way. Miles. Ah. Wow. This guy's a big guy. I want to learn something from this bum that you think is a bum. I think he's a tzaddik. I'm going to learn something from him. Now, when I sit down in front of my sidur, I'm going to say, am I going to let my nefesh ha-bahami control me? His nefesh ha-bahami is bringing him to Shaul Tachdir. So he's fighting the nefesh ha-bahami not to take him to Shaul Tachdir. My nefesh ha-bahami is making me space out during davening. My nefesh ha-bahami is not letting me feel the Yerushamayim of Hashem and that he's in the presence, I'm in the presence of Hashem. So my Nefesh Abahami has more control over me than his Nefesh Abahami has control over him. Huh? What do you say, Josh? It's pretty cool, huh? And that's the, that's the reality. That's the reality. It's a Chazal. It's a Mephorosha Chazal. You have to be Shafel Ruach, which is, talk, that's talking about humility. I'm talking now, I'm learning my life. Same idea. You have to be humble and machriya yourself before kol adam. That means you have to see that kol adam has something over you. Kol adam. 
not Sadiq, call everyone. Everyone. So if a guy's working and he gets up five o'clock in the morning to go learn, or when he comes home from work, he has to go to learn, that's a big Messiah Snefesh for Tayyip. He's tired. He's burnt out. He came home from work. He just wants to take off his shoes and chill and sit down on the couch with a beer azah. Huh? But he pushes himself to go to work. But it's one hour. But in that one hour, he is a Mesiris Nefesh Vatayr. For me, I don't have no Mesiris Nefesh Vatayr. What Mesiris Nefesh Vatayr? I learn, I come. Now, one day if I'm tired, I say, you know what? I'll go to sleep a little bit. What's the big deal? All right? So he could be bigger. In his Chashivas Vatayr, in his Mesiris Nefesh Vatayr, it could be bigger. We have one guy... His wife is a very difficult lady, okay? So for him not to make a machlekes with his wife, for his shalom bayis, it's a big accomplishment if he doesn't fight. That's sur mirah. It's a big accomplishment, he didn't fight. My wife, Sadegis, Marian Sadegis, not a big deal not to fight. You understand? But am I doing my avoid of shalom bayis? Of really, really be maketoiv down to the smallest minute detail of what my wife is doing for me? No, because I'm cruising. Because I'm not fighting. So if I'm not fighting, I'm cruising. But in my avoidance shown bias, I'm holding zero. I don't fight because that's the natural thing. So what, and what's my avoidance shown bias? We have avoided to do, guys. We don't go through life not to have machlekes. We go through life to have avoidah. It's a very, very basic premise of emuna, you know? So, and I'm looking at this guy, and he is, you know, just keeping his head above water. He's not fighting. But he's doing his avoidah. And I'm doing nothing. He's bigger than me. So now I make inspiration from him. Now when I'm inspired from him, of course it's going to look differently because I'm not in his world. You see why you have to be a Lamdan to be a Balmusa? If you're not a Lamdan, everything is superficial. And when you live a superficial life, you miss the boat. What am I going to tell you? You have to be a Lamdan. But now you can learn from people. Bringing it back home to, to Avas Yisrael. If I'm learning from this guy, he contributed to my life. He's part of my Avaida. He's part of my Avaida. I love him. You got it? Stop it for today.